In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. Jack, no, it's not Jack. It's Ian. Right, right, right. Ian, how are you? I'm good. The uh, the numbers may spike now that you know people don't have to listen to Jack. But no, I'm just kidding. Uh, Jack's off, probably writing another article on the possible contract extensions of our backside, weak side linebackers. So, well, who he's knows? probably on another podcast actually as we talk, or that's, he's probably writing another article, or he's probably being asked to do something some mock drafts for the OBR. yeah he's uh yeah he's in bleacher report sports illustrated who knows so. no 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 for our regular listeners there's a reason why jack's not here today he couldn't come around to actually talk about it but we're going to be talking about undrafted free agents and it's the end of our boy t thomas jack has not got the guts to stop crying and talk about it so we are going to do the podcast tonight and um it, it's wild. We, Whenever we looked at the, the topics, we're like undrafted free agents, animal lovers, Tavier. I mean, everything just screamed Paul. Like we needed Paul on this podcast to talk about all of these things because we really just needed your res, resident expertise. You know, well, the Browns this week, we tendered some free agents. I've got I've got bombshell after bombshell after bombshell in. First of all, today, I wasn't with the Arsenal legend, Ian Wright. I was with the Arsenal midfielder edu i went to his house today and did some filming i've, I've had zane gonzalez on the phone i've had zach bannon on the phone oh yeah, yeah all uh all giving me inside information obr should be paying me for this for this information but anyway that's another oh. subject well neither of them will be on the browns we know that so once we start digging into the uh... maybe zane maybe zane Hulk Cody's going to have a little competition, but we got a, yeah. uh, we got a couple of the Paul Brown's finest, the UDFAs that are, uh, that are coming back. So well, let's those... start with the positives and then we'll move on to the negatives. Then we'll talk about some alligators. We'll talk about some throwbacks. We've got a lot to do in 12 minutes. We've got That's left. Right. That's right. The positives, two guys, UDFAs coming back to the Browns, Porter Augustine, stiff arm, Steve Carlson. What do you think? Do you know what? Them two guys have done absolutely everything to win themselves uh, NFL time, you know, both of them players could easily be school teachers teaching kids how to uh, do American football, but they're not. They're in the NFL, and I think it's all down to their drive and their characters and just hard slog. Well, the nice part about Porter Augustine is, I mean, this is a guy that goes, is you know, he's got the motor, he goes 100 miles an hour, and he's rewarded with an interception against the Steelers. So, I mean. 
how how what more can you ask for a guy that comes in udfa out of you know usc battles fights for his opportunity to stay in the nfl comes in with a, a freakishly athletic interception after a batted ball by the big man in the middle and you know he's coming back now there was a couple guys that you know didn't get tendered but you know never know they could be back for a little bit um you know one of those was jack's guy tavier Thomas. now there's a lot of reports out there on tavier so we won't talk about necessarily the negative because the the conversation is the browns want him back so just because they didn't put a tender on him doesn't mean that he's instantly going to walk it could be the fact that you know they just are trying to work on a different type of contract negotiation you know maybe let him see the market a little bit and say hey you know you're a special teams guy you're a gunner you're an ace at that so he could be back i'm not completely closing the door on tavier thomas returning to the browns yeah just going back to porter dustin i don't want to go around in in circles but you know like i'm guessing it was the same year as what was he called? Chad Thomas. He drafted the same year as Ch- Chad Thomas. No, Chad Thomas would have been a few years before him. Uh, Porter Gustin really? was, yeah, he was undrafted out of t- uh, 2019. Um, I think he initially yep. started on the Saints practice squad before moving over to the uh, to the Browns. So Chad, Chad Thomas was 2019. Was Chad Thomas? No, he was 2018, wasn't he? The Dorsey year. He was our third round pick in 18. He was because it went Baker, Ward, Chubb, t- uh, Corbett, and then Chad Thomas. Chad Thomas was the fifth one in 2018. He was a third round pick in 2018. Yeah, okay, you're correct. I was wrong. I do apologize. That's well, um, because he wasn't a UDFA. If he was a UDFA, you'd have had it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But someone like Chad Thomas, who went in the third round a year before him, Gustin was there outplaying him, out attituding him, and fair play to him. That's why he's got the. Uh, um, the potential to get a contract and Ch- Chad Thomas is in Vegas playing re- record tunes with Rick Ross. Yep. Chad Thomas is continuing his career as a rapper, Porter Augustine. Like I said, just coming out of USC, nothing but a, just a hardworking kind of guy. And here he is still in the NFL. Good for him. But yeah, I, I really going back on topic. I really hope that uh, Thomas uh, does come back to the Browns. He's a friend of the show. Interestingly, I have sent him a message now that he's not with the Browns, he hasn't replied. So maybe he's no longer a friend of the show. But anyway, I will try and get some inside out of him. Yep. Tavier Thomas, like I said, he's he's been around a little bit. So, you know, I, like I said, the door isn't completely closed. There's definitely a need for him out there. Um, you know, 2000, he was undrafted 2018. That's why he quickly became one of the Paul Brown favorites, you know, undrafted 2018 out of fair state. So he's, he's been around, he's been around and, he does his job very well. The question is, is, is there money there to pay for it? So that's, that's a simple one. Yeah. You know, a little bit, as we were kind of talking about some of these names, a lot of the information for those of them out there, those of you out there, Andrew Barry and Kevin Stavansky had press conferences this week. I will summarize the conversations. They love everybody. They want to win. Um, they said absolutely nothing. So at Ohio state, my time there, uh, under Jim Trestle, Jim used to be the absolute expert at saying a whole lot of words with nothing actually of co- substance or context being said. Andrew Barry is a master like Jim Trestle at saying a whole lot of words without actually saying anything. The big takeaways, Jarvis and Odell, they have no problem bringing both of them back. They're very interested in Hollywood Higgins and they would like to have, you know, team success moving into 2021. <laughs> That's the summary of both of their press conferences. Well, look, 
I've reached out to our boy, uh, Mr. Thomas, and he's given me some emoji updates. Um, it's in the WhatsApp group, Ian. I said, is there any news? You coming back to the Browns? He has just put two hands in the air like he just doesn't know. There you go. Tavier Thomas says, I don't know. There's your inside information know. for the day. And that is an official emoji. Directly from the source himself. So, That's but yeah. So let's see what, what else we got. Uh, so, Paul, you have been uh, famously seen all around London in your Tiger King like apparel, you know, many things. You have the stuffed tiger, the Baker photo shoot in front of the, the Rolls Royce. If you were to give a grade one to 10, seven's not allowed on Wyatt Teller's alligator performance, what are you giving it? It's a straight. No, it's a nine out of 10. It's a nine. Okay. Break it down. Why do we, why do we got a nine out of 10? Well, the croc, the alligator crocodile, whatever you call him in America, he's got something wrapped around his, he's got something wrapped around his nose, his mouth. Well, so once they kill him, they tape their mouths. So, okay. But if you notice when he was catering, when he was carrying it, the mouth was not taped initially when he was carrying it from the bayou. Yeah. So my view is it wasn't live. So it's not 10 out of 10. (laughs) But the fact that he hunted it, killed it, and then carried it. And it's probably going to make himself some nice uh, new belongings, some new leather good products is uh, good enough for nine. Yeah. Sorry, mate. If it was more realistic and more alive, it would be a 10. (laughs) It's realistic. It was a real, uh, a real alligator. So I'm not questioning whether it was real or not, but it just looked a bit, too staged i wanted him wrestle it a little bit more and uh <laughs> well you never know. know this week we had baker seeing ufos with his wife down in texas colin kyle heard saying that uh in a little bit of a troll job that the uh true franchise quarterbacks have never seen ufos and then we have wyatt teller carrying an alligator that he had hunted on his back i mean the browns are are are, are making impacts on social media and a social media brand expert developer like yourself you know, how was the Browns players Twitter game this, this week? How was it? Yeah, Matt, I want to talk about my Twitter game first. I'm really upset that I didn't really maximize the alligator and walk down a street in London with an alligator over my shoulders in the Jim Brown 32. So, yeah, I'm a little bit a little bit dev- devastated. But Landry's been tweeting. Um, Higgins has been tweet- tweeting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Odell's been tweeting. Actually, the wide receiver room's going nuts. Um yeah, they, they love themselves them they love themselves some them. <laughs> yeah, so um um I also noticed that Willis is looking for a good source for vintage t-shirts. Yeah, Jedrick Wills. You know, he our boys at Homage, GV Artwork, Zabo Apparel. Uh, you know, there's tons of them out there. So I think that Jedrick will quickly find that Ohio is the t-shirt capital of the country. I will tell you, living out here in Chicago. Chicago, which is a 9 million population, major metropolitan city in the United States, doesn't have the iota of a t-shirt game that Cleveland does. Cleveland, between Columbus, Cleveland, Cincinnati, the t-shirt game in Ohio is infinitely better than Chicago. It's not even close. Cubs, White Sox, Blackhawks, Bulls, it doesn't matter. None of them can even grace the presence of the Ohio t-shirt game. So Jedrick, I know you're coming out of the South. You have fantastic taste in jewelry, so I don't have any doubt that you will have fantastic taste in T-shirts because, my God, there are plenty. 
there's a running adage. And, you know, one of my favorites is uh, Zach Jackson and Andre not do the, um, the A to Z podcast. And they have a famous saying about the number of things that end up on a t-shirt. So for all of, uh, for all of Ohio, I'm sure that the uh, Jedrick will be well taken care of, but you know, outside of that, you know, the one thing let, let, let's, let's, let's move on to the, the, the throwback um, jersey. You know, we have to be honest with our opinions. I'm going to give it a six out of 10. I don't know. It just feels, it feels to me that it's a bit like a try hard jersey. I, I, I'm not feeling it. How about you? I looked at it and I'm not going to lie. I thought it was a little bit of a joke, you know, Brown's jerseys and stuff. Maybe when I see actual professional athletes wear them, they'll look different. But the pictures I saw of Chubb and Jarvis, they look like kind of bad high school jerseys to me. So listen, at the end of the day, if they go and beat the Steelers 48 to 10 wearing those jerseys, I'll own three of them. I don't think visually they're all that appealing. But at the end of the day, if they're wearing them and winning, I don't really care. But yeah, I, I'm not going to go out and buy one. We, we, we've talking about my Twitter. We've talking about, you know, the Browns Twitter. But I've noticed that you've got a new uh, profile picture. And uh, I don't see any Cleveland Browns on your page anymore. Yeah, so I had to do the the obligatory <laughs> update the profile picture for the first 90 days. You know, it's one of those things that's in the Twitter uh, guidelines that once you get married, you got to throw, you know, your wife up there for the first three months, be, make people believe that I actually got married. You know, somebody of my caliber generally doesn't get um, a person of her caliber. So I had to prove it for a little while, but don't worry. The, uh, the Browns insignia of some case will be coming back. Hopefully maybe next month when the, uh, the NFL draft is right around the corner, I'm still trying to sec secure some plans for that. It's, it's tough right now with COVID. There's not really a lot of information out there, but. Excellent. And talk us through the cover pick. It's just Rachel and I, uh, used her name, unfortunately. So generally I try to keep her name off of it, but you know, it's just us in Columbus. Uh, we got married in Columbus. So. It was nice. We took a picture right over there on the Scioto Bridge. Um, our photographer did a fantastic job. So we got some really good pictures. They can make somebody as ugly as me uh, beautiful. So standing next to her, though, I kind of always lose lose that battle. Cool. But, yeah, hey, Paul, this isn't an Ian's wedding podcast. This is a Dan Brown's podcast. So, you know, real quick, do you think Hollywood Higgins is coming back to the Browns? I think he is. So, yeah. Andrew Barry said he, they think they want him back. It's going to come down to numbers, but at the end of the day, another week has gone by in the NFL, not a ton of Browns news outside of, you know, Baker C and UFOs, Wyatt carrying uh, alligators and stuff like that. So we're finally turning the corner as a franchise and it's just great that we're not caught up in all the BS and nonsense and just small stuff. So outside of that, I mean, Paul, it's Monday, you know, we're, we're getting into the week. I think that, you know, we've got a good total of we're less than a week till, uh, to the, the, the start of the, U let me try that again. We're less than a week away from the, uh, the start of the new year. So next year in terms of the league, I think we're going to be uh, rocking and rolling. So 16th going into the 17th. So big news is coming down the pipeline, but Paul, oh. we're at our limit. Jack is no, no, no. I've got another 10 seconds. Oh boy. Here we go. Go. What do we got? Big... 10. A big shout out to uh, Njoku, who's Man United won today and beat Man City. I found out he's, he is a Man United fan due to his work he's done in Nigeria. There's no doubt that that is a good omen for the Browns that he went out there. Last I checked, it was 2-0. Uh, Did it finish 2-0? 2-0, yes. Yeah, so 
Who ended up uh, putting one in the net for the uh, for the Man U boys? It was uh, Bruno Fernandez and Luke Shaw. But we're not a we're not a uh, soccer podcast. But it was more to do with our number two tight end, if I'm allowed to say that, uh, David Njuku. Hey, he's got the potential. He could be tight end number one one day. Never know. But most importantly, right. Brown, well, where, where can we follow you on the social medias? I'm still waiting for my clubhouse invite. Uh, Paul, where are we can find you out there? Yeah, you can find us on Twitter. I'm near 20,000. 20, so give us a follow. Uh, Paul Brown underscore UK on Twitter. And uh, hopefully it brings you lots of fun and enjoyment and excitement. At Ian19 on Twitter. And most importantly, go Browns. Go Browns. Go.